Good news, everyone. Yes, everyone's favourite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. It's Tales of Futurama available exclusively for Four Finger Discount patrons. Starting all the way back at Space Pilot 3000, we're reviewing every episode of Futurama as we sink back a cool, refreshing can of delicious slurm. So be sure to sign up today or else Bender might tell you to... Bite my shiny metal ass. Tales of Futurama, available now at patreon.com slash discount. This message proudly brought to you by the Hypnotoad. Yellow. Homer, this is LeBron James. The fans love my dunks, but they hate my dancing. I think I can fit you in. Let's see. Lenny, can I move you from Wednesday at noon to Sunday at 6? Homer, you know that's when I play with neighborhood dogs. All right, all right, I'll work it out. Uh, You guys are what it's all about. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we are here to review episode GABF02. It is Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass. I'm Dando. I am Guy, and guess what? We're both birthday boys. I know. How was how was your birthday? Mine was kind of spectacular. <laughs> um, it, it was a it was a lovely day, of course. Uh, you know, lots of well wishes from friends and acquaintances and loved ones. Uh, of course, spent time with the lovely Louise. But uh, to quote Talking Heads, I've got a girlfriend who's better than that. And you know why, Dando? Why is that? My girl got me a car. Yeah, I know, right? It's a bit. There's <laughs> the thing. Did it make you feel somewhat inadequate though that your partner's buying you a car? It's like. Oh man, I should be. It's like when your parents buy you your first thing. It's like, oh man, I probably should. I should have bought that myself, really. But I certainly wasn't thinking that until now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, an, that's an incredible present. Like I cannot believe when you told me that. I was like, what the hell? A bit of background. A bit of background, listeners. Uh, you may have. Um, I may have told you in the past that uh, my Volkswagen Percy Polo bit the dust a while back. That car shit the bed like before the pandemic, didn't it? <laughs> It, it was a while ago. It, it, yeah, it blew a head gasket, and uh, that was that for poor old Percy. Although I did uh, sell it to a local mechanic, a very uh, savvy guy named Grant. He gave me more money than I was expecting for it because he was initially going to wreck it. Uh, and then the wrecker said, no, I think I'm going to renege on our deal. So Grant just said, oh, fuck it, I'll rebuild the engine, which he did. So Percy Polo is now running again. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and you bought some magic beans on the way home. That is correct. <laughs> Curse you. Um <laughs> In the interim, uh, first of all, I bought an e-bike, which <laughs> I wasn't really going to ride during winter. Forget that. There's not much e about it anymore, though, is there? Not really. The battery is a bit faulty as well. So yeah, guys, run uh, guys' luck with um, vehicles continues to yeah, just be top notch. Um, so in the end, I was borrowing my mum's car. Uh, for a while. My mum is in her 90s, but very, very spry, but still, you know, doesn't drive as much as she used to. The car's sort of gathering dust and rust in the driveway. So I said, how about I borrow this for a while and I'll fill it up with petrol and all that kind of business. Guy, bring the car back. I want to go to bingo. That is correct. Well, that, that <laughs> actually is correct because my mum plays cards with her, uh, her circle of lady pals on a Monday. I'm going to need the car Monday to go play cards. <laughs> no, no worries. But now, this was a very good arrangement, a very practical arrangement, one might say. But at the same time, it does carry with it the stigma of, Mom, can I borrow the car? Uh, yeah. Which is unbecoming of a man of my redacted age. So, um, <laughs> I'm, 
I'm 53 years old, people, for goodness sakes. Um, <laughs> the lovely Louise, God bless her. I think it was, yeah, she was like, yeah, this is unbecoming. Um, so when we were celebrating Father's Day the day before my birthday, the lovely Louise's father, who uh, has a wide array of cars, both company and personal, uh, he was buying a new car for his partner. So he had this uh, one that was... Not going begging, but um, he was like, oh, you know, I could sell it for this amount, but I'll probably sell it at mates' rates to someone for this amount. At which point Lou snuck him off to the side and said, you're giving it for me, for better than mates' rates, and I'm passing it on to my boyfriend, uh, which uh, which he did. Now, when she told me about this, and it, it was a, it's, <laughs> when she told me about it, I said, okay, it's very nice that you are giving me a car for my birthday. I am buying this car from you. You can, I'm, I'm paying three quarters of the cost. She said, eh, we'll see about that. But uh, that is what's going to happen. But the upshot of it is, I'm no longer in mom's car. I'm in my car, like a big boy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a very nice uh, 2014 Falcon, sort of in a very dark grey, uh, with a little spoiler on the back. So its name is Spoiler Alert. We need <laughs> one of the listeners out there, patrons, listeners, whoever, you got to get that still shot of Bart on the toilet where he's like, I'm a big boy today. And you got to put Guy's <laughs> face on that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are plenty of good faces of me going around, as you may see if you look at an upcoming, well, not even upcoming, it's up on now, up now on YouTube, a video about um, a very tasty treat that Dando and I received. But enough about me, I've rabbited on long enough. Tell us about your birthday, Dando, and specifically a very sweet treat that you got. Well, your lovely partner, she bought you a car. My lovely partner booked the wrong date for our dinner date. That's how much oh. she loves me. <laughs> So we get to we get to the place to have dinner. Family's all there. Everyone's ready to go. It's cold. Kids, we finally got their shoes and socks on. Fucking, we got there waiting. The guys looking through the list. Uh, Nicola, no, no, don't see a Nicola. And I, I immediately alarm sirens in my head are going, woo, woo, woo. What's going on here? This has never happened before at this venue. He's looking through. He's looking through. Can't find any signs of Nicola. And my immediate thought is, oh, this this guy's fucked it up. Fucking of all the things, on my birthday, he's fucked it up. Father's Day, he's fucked it up. Because it's so busy, I thought, you know what's Father's Day? They're probably double booked. Nope, Nicola booked it for September fifth. She thought my birthday was your birthday. So, <laughs> so that's how my birthday dinner went down. But thankfully, it's this is the thing. I don't know how Nicola does it. And you said it was the same thing with Louise. They're, they're good at getting, you know, I want to speak to the manager, getting things for free. When things don't go their way, they, they get it sorted, right? Nicola somehow made the mistake. She booked the date on the wrong date, then somehow got us into the private function room and they gave us free garlic, uh, garlic and cheese cob loafs and free drinks like it was their mistake. We didn't say anything. We didn't question it. But somehow Nicola booked the wrong date and got us free garlic bread and free drinks for the evening in the private function room on Father's Day. That is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 but that's karma for you being the good dando that you are. I try to be. I try to be. By the way, I, um, I listened to my John Lennon record that you purchased for me. Thank you, sir. I listened to my Paul's Boutique album that you purchased for me. Thank you very much. Dan and I exchanged gifts. He was a lot more thoughtful than I was. I gave him a gift card to JB. He actually went the extra mile and got me a rare vinyl pressing of the great Beastie Boys album, Paul's Boutique. Uh, at which point I was like, damn it, Dando, you've done it again. Up, up the birthday ante. So, um, but thank you very much for that, man. It was a, it was a splendid, splendid gift. Um, Does the record player work? So the record player works all right? It does fine. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> All righty. But yeah, so that is our birthdays out of the way. And you were mentioning um, earlier the tasty treat. We haven't sliced it up yet. Uh, so basically, Disney contacted us 
and you know that it was our birthday so I thought hey we've got a Simpsons cake to give away and we've got a uh, giveaway sorry and we've got a new Simpsons shot coming out let's give these guys a freebie so it, it's a win-win for both situations you know we win mm. we get delicious Simpsons one-of-a-kind birthday cake it was designed by a ticker Mac an acclaimed uh, uh, cake extraordinaire uh, this cake is literally one of a kind. She didn't make any more. This was the only Simpsons cake that she designed. You may have seen it getting made on TikTok and Instagram. Everyone's commenting saying, oh my God, I watched a video of that cake being made the other day, blah, blah, blah. Well, that cake was given to us. So thank you, Disney, for thinking of us for our birthdays and for helping mm. us get uh, this delicious treat in our mouth. But what we're going to be doing is after we finish recording this podcast, we're going to be filming and recording a, uh, what's it called? A, a, a taste test, I guess you could say. It's not quite an unboxing, is it? It's, it's not an unboxing, unboxed. no. But just, just a taste test of this delicious mm. cake. And we're going to be waking that up on the Four Finger Discount YouTube channel as well. So if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, all the podcasts are going up on there. I'm going to be doing weekly videos now, um, whether it be trivia videos or you know fun fact videos about The Simpsons. At least once a week, we're going to be chucking up a new video on there. So if you want to see our beautiful faces up on YouTube, go to uh, youtube.com slash TV. All right, mm. Mr. Davis. So, let's get into the episode that is Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass. And I'm going to start by saying this was a very lazy episode. This episode to <laughs> me just felt like the show was, this episode was like created purely for the marketing possibility. It wasn't really, let's think of a really fun story. Let's let's try and, you know, further the character development or anything like that. I mean, it's hard to further character development in season 16, but... There wasn't so much entertainment. It was just how many guest stars can we cram into this? Because this was an episode that aired straight after the Super Bowl. And it was also mm. the premiere of American Dad. So I knew a lot of eyes were going to be on Fox that night. New show, Super Bowl. A lot of people got their eyeballs on TV. I think it was like 86 million people watched the game that, that night or whatever. So they knew this was going to be a highly rated show. But it just felt like let's cram in as many sports uh, sports stars and athletes into this one to get people to to stay on board and keep watching because Tom, Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl that year and his team won. He's the quarterback, his team won, the Patriots. So mm-hmm. he was in this episode as well. So I think they were banking on, well, if the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, there's going to be possibly, you know, 40 million Patriots fans out, not 40 million, but millions and millions and millions of Patriots fans already got their eyes on the TV. They see Tom Brady's on The Simpsons, they might stick around. And it was the highest rated episode in more than two seasons as a result. Good golly. Well, <laughs> yeah, that uh, kudos to the marketing department. Shout out to Lindsay Nagel for putting it all together because, uh, yeah, this really does strike me as more of a uh, branding opportunity, a marketing ploy, as the uh, title says. But not, not even a Hail Mary pass because a Hail Mary pass implies sort of desperation. This is just calculated. Like, let's get some sports people in on the big ass sports day and, uh, you know, get a nice bit of synergy going. Now, I think I've used the term discarded clown parts in when referring to previous episodes, as in the, an episode that was just put together higgledy-piggledy out of stuff that was lying around. And this feels that way to some degree. I mean, take away the the, the sports stars and it's like, how are these two stories going to co-align? How are these two plotlines? I mean, no, I know that A and B don't always need to sort of conjoin or, or weave together or anything like that, but it was like, did you just have two half-finished scripts that you just sort of awkwardly smushed together? And then, you know, you also had Tom Brayley, uh, Tom Brayley, my friend Mark Brayley, uh, Tom Brady um, on speed dial. Did you have LeBron's uh, email address? Is that how it worked? Um, but surprisingly, it, well, it did come together. I don't know if it did all that gracefully, but it certainly, you know, got, got its act together by the end. I didn't mind it. I must admit, for the first... This definitely got better as it went along. The first third of the episode, and certainly the first five or so minutes, I was like, 
Well, I, I must admit, the bit where Homer's doing his first ridiculous dance, I've written down here in my notes, this is going a bit long, which of course is the point. But yes. uh, yeah, the more it went along, I was like, oh yeah, this is okay. I mean, I'm getting a lot of laughs out of uh, particularly Ned sort of riding on the Passion of the Christ's coattails by making just the goriest biblical epic ever made. Because I just had a huge laugh out of out of the Passion of the Christ back in the day and watching it going, oh my God, Mel Gibson, are you out of your mind? <laughs> um, um, and yeah, I, like, I liked how it all came out. And, and I honestly thought that the sports stars involved did an okay job. I mean, you know, some were certainly better than others. I think Yao Ming was probably the standout, um, although I didn't mind LeBron. Uh, but everyone was enthusiastic, which counts. I mean, when you've got, yeah. um, shall we say, non-actors <laughs> coming in to do their part, I think enthusiasm counts a bit more than finesse. And I think they all were happy to be a part of The Simpsons and did a really good job. There is one particular guy that I want to point out. I don't know if I want to mention it now or a bit later. Yeah, go mention it now. What is it? Is it just me or when Tom Brady was saying his lines, did he sound a lot like Ned Flanders? Well, I can't envision it in my head now, actually. I can't, I can't hear it. But now that I go back and watch it, I probably won't be able to miss it. <laughs> just his last bit. <laughs> he sounds so much like Ned. I was surprised his voice was as, was as high as what it was. I just, for some reason, thought Tom Brady's voice was deeper. When he was talking, I was like, he sounds like a schoolboy. Uh, granted, this was 20 years ago. He was very young at this point. So this was what? 2005 was when that Super Bowl was, and it's now 2022. So 17 years ago. So yeah, he would have been very young. It's hilarious. I mean, you look at the guy and he's just, you know, square jaw, built like a brick shithouse, married to Giselle. He's got more Super Bowl rings and he's got actually got fingers. Um, and then he's like... Hi guys, I'm Tom Brady from the New England Patriots. <laughs> and now he's going to come over to my house and beat the shit out of me. <laughs> you don't sound exactly like that, Tom, but you've got to admit, the voice is a little uh, incongruent with just the, the Tom Brady of it all. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like the big macho guy that's won plenty of Super Bowls. It's just, yeah, it feels like schoolboy Brady. Also, uh, LeBron as well. When I saw LeBron, I was like, Fuck, LeBron, really? I had no mm. idea this happened. No, I don't think I ever watched this episode ever. I think this is the first time I've ever seen this episode. So when LeBron was on, I was like, wow, it was like 17 years later. And he's like, yeah. he's still like the biggest superstar like athlete in the world. Yeah. And he, is he King James? That's what that's the nickname, isn't he? I assume so. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> if, you've got, if you've got the possibility, take it. Yeah. yeah. But even, I mean, I don't think I'd heard of him much back at this back at this stage of the proceedings, but uh, uh, he was he yeah, was still cool. like I looked it up. He was like massive. Like he was still a huge NBA star. But it's just crazy mm. to think that these two these two guys in particular, Tom Brady and LeBron James, huge stars at the time, still yeah. arguably still, two of the biggest stars in their it. sports now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you're right though. The um the athletes they did a good job of doing their roles. They were willing to sort of take the Mickey out of themselves. I just don't feel like it had the same sort of. And obviously it didn't, but, you know, Homer at the bat, right? We had all those different baseball players. That one still felt like it was a story that included famous baseball players. They were folded in a bit better. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. This just felt like, let's just cram these sports stars into this story for the sake of it. I mean, they even sort of mock it at one point where Homer's like, don't you, aren't you wondering why your day isn't at work today? And she's like, Mm. not really. Like, like, like that, that's just, (laughs) they don't care anymore. But yeah, I I just thought it was, it was entertaining, but it just felt very much like, okay, this, and when you know the story behind it being on Super Bowl day, I was like, I get it. I get it. The Simpsons was dwindling by this point. Not many people, not as many people were watching it. 
let's capitalize on this situation. I mean, if we were in that situation, in that position as what Al Jean was as the, as the showrunner, you do the exact same thing. How can we make oh, all these sports fans, football fans, stick around and hopefully get them to stick around going forward? And this is the way to do it, I guess. Oh, no, you can't blame them for that. <gasps> hey, my favorite. So your favorite moment or moments from uh, Homer and Ned's Homer and Pass. What have you got, Mr. Davis? What did I enjoy? Oh, look, I'm always happy to see Crazy Cat Lady, and even more so when she's lucid. Now, I, find, I found that um, uh, that opening bit with her really kind of fun. Um, she had a lovely voice, by the way, and then it turns out that her antipsychotic medication is actually Reese's piece of starts throwing cats again. It's also the first time we get to hear comic book guy's real name, Jeff Albertson. Correct, yeah. Yeah, so um, a lot of revelations in, the episode, in this episode. Uh, Al Jean has come out to say that because a lot of people were annoyed that the name wasn't really funny or anything like that, that Al Jean has said that we picked a basic boring name just to make people angry. And I was like, why, why would you... <laughs> <laughs> Why would you set out to make your audience angry? It doesn't really make sense to me. I, I get that you've got people who critique your show and it might annoy you, but shouldn't you want the people who are still hanging around, wouldn't you want to please them? <laughs> Not piss well, them maybe, off. but we uh, have another show, uh, listeners, called Going Down to South Park, where yeah. we talk about all things South Park. And we talk a bit about how Parker and Stone will occasionally troll the audience and not necessarily give the audience what they want, but you know what they themselves like to put out into the world. And I think that might have been something that was going through uh, the culture in the early uh, early part of the uh, 2000s, where it's, uh, you didn't have contempt for your audience, but you kind of like, you had to be a little bit rebellious. You know, you had to be, you had to be a, a Seth MacFarlane or a, or a Parker and Stone and kind of be a little bit iconoclastic. And admittedly, that's not really the Simpsons beat, but I think that maybe Al Jean and, and, and co sort of thought, no, we're going to have to sort of stick it to the man a little bit here or, you know, sort of say, yeah, no, we're the Simpsons. We do what we want. And um, I don't know. That's not what you get. That's not what you want from the Simpsons, though, is it? I don't think. No, I, I, I just sort of think I'm going by the mentality of it. Season 16 of the show, because when you're talking about the South Park, when they pulled the, the, um, the, the, the trick with the April Fool's Day at the beginning of season two, yeah. they say they did that to sort of, you know, get rid of the fans that were just jumping on for the, because everyone else was watching South Park. Get rid of the bandwagon fans and keep around the real fans. Well, by mm. season sixteen, I think anyone who's watched still watching The Simpsons in season sixteen, <laughs> they're probably real fans. So they're probably the oh, last yeah. people you want to be pissing off. <laughs> like, they've got and, first, and, they've got first class seats on the bandwagon. At, at the end of the day, though, is it really worth getting annoyed about? Like, <laughs> like it's just, I feel like that. By at, those people are getting annoyed by a character's name, Jeff Albertson. They're still going to watch. They're just going to complain. Some people just like to complain. But what else did you enjoy from the episode, though? I thought that Rod and or Todd, one of these days I'll tell them apart. Rod's the older one, right? Rod is the, uh, yeah, the oldest one, yep. Well, I can't remember which one said this anyway, but someone had a good question. One of them had a good question regarding Cain and Abel. It's like, if they're Adam and Eve's kids, who do they babies with? Todd says that, and then Rod says something about their brother or something, or their sister. Yeah, or you know, do they have sex with their mom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I must admit, as someone who did, you know, have their share of Sunday school, I was like, yeah, did that work out? <laughs> so, um, yeah, shout out to The Simpsons for actually pointing that out. And I did like the also just the little green message that they had in there as well when uh, uh, Mr. Burns is threatening to uh, turn off the tap of, of nuclear power. And everyone else is saying, uh, how about a combination? Yeah, how about uh, wind power? How about solar? How about a combination of. Mo comes up with the best one, doesn't he? He's got like a combination of this and that. Yeah. And 
I like that they slid it in there. I mean, it you could say, oh, yeah, they hit us over, over the head with a um, a social message or something like that. If you're going to do that, do it like this. I thought that was a really fun and interesting way to sort of, you know, have a bit of a social conscience. I enjoyed that very much. I liked Burns's. Who told you about those? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. actually, wait, that actually did make one of my favourite moments. I also really enjoyed Homer uh, when he gets pitched to do the halftime show. You suckers, I would have done it for free. And then he's like, we'll do it for free. Huh, suckers, I would have paid you. Well, then pay us. Damn it. <laughs> I just, just felt like classic, classic Homer that moment. The best bit, though, was the uh, the guy from the league just, yeah. come on, more well, money. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the little gimme, gimme, gimme. That was great. Next question. You there, eating the paste. All right, it is now time for some trivia for Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass. But before we do that, Mr. Davis, we need to give some shout-outs to our incredible patrons, in particular our $20 patrons, don't we? You bet we do. Legends, each and every one of them. Yes, kicking off with the one Jared Howard, Christopher Trent Darby, Andrew Zer, Jordan Moleman Ritchie, Steamed Ham Champion Dylan Haggett, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Grand Skipper Noah, Declan Phoenix, Lewis Kavanagh, Jack McFadden, Heath Appleby, Preston Murray, and our new $20 patron, one Adric McLeod. Thank you so much, guys, for your support. Remember... If you want to get your name read out on every single podcast of Four Finger Discount and all the other shows we do here on the network, going down to South Park, talking Seinfeld, and the one about friends, just got to be a $20 patron. Also, shout-outs to our newest members of the Four Finger Discount family, one Dave Abbott-Smith, Adam Woolhouse, James White, and just simply James. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting us here <laughs> on Patreon and helping us grow this empire. All right, Mr. Davis, it's time mm. for some trivia. So... The first question from me. I've actually got a lot of questions this week. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, we'll go first one here. What is on Comic Book Guy's homepage? There are four different pictures. Oh, do you want all of them? Yeah. Well, there's three that they read out and they don't read out one yes, of them. Yes, that is correct. And uh, while I remember them, I do not remember them. <laughs> um, oh, damn it. I know that's it's Big Ass Barishnikov is the one that's, that's Homer. Mm-hmm. There's Boxer Shot Wife. Beauty pageant diarrhea, and the one they don't read out is Martin, and it says loot fruit. <laughs> I must have been beauty pageant diarrhea. It's just uh, it says something about me that that's very two thousand and five clickbait, though, isn't it? Very much. Tub so. girl, <laughs> and also also twenty twenty two clickbait. And all yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned comic book guy earlier, aka Jeff Albertson. What is on his t shirt when we reveal his when he reveals his real name? Damn, I didn't pay attention to that. What was it? It is Nerds Do It Rarely. Nerds Do It Rarely. Oh, that's right. Yes, I remember now. Because he points it out, doesn't he? Uh, he my next it. question is, what's at the top of Homer's pyramid of success? <laughs> is this before the sun? Yes. Okay, it's in your face. In your face. <laughs> yeah, cross that one. You don't really hear that one that. anymore. In your face. In your face. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the emphasis on face. Face. In, in your, your face. face. <laughs> All right, your next one. Uh, what is the drug for old people's sex called? Ah, oh, it's like so jam, jam, jamadin, jamadin, jamadin. It's called jamadin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when does Lenny like to play with neighbourhood dogs? Oh, is it six pm Sunday? Mm, no, nowhere near that. <laughs> oh, is it? I think, 10 that's when he, I think that's when he asks 
Oh, wait. No, actually, you're right. I think I fucked this up. You're right. Because he had... No, no, no. Wednesday... Because he had Wednesday at noon, didn't he? I think so, yeah. And then there he were two asked, times. And then he asked... You're right. I fucked up. You are correct, I think. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but to quote the, uh, pyramid, <laughs> the pyramid of success, in your face. In my <laughs> face. Oh, what's your next one? According to uh, Ned's movie, which state has okay gay marriage? Oh, is it Massachusetts? It is Massachusetts. Yeah, it's a hard. It's a hard place to to say Massachusetts. I know. Isn't I it? Two or three goes there. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. Oh, here's something. That, <laughs> I feel like the comedian, the standard comedian, the same as that. I sometimes think it's weird stuff. But here's what I was thinking the other day. Imagine a, a chicken shop called Crookshanks Chookshack. Crookshanks Chookshack. Yeah, that would be a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, and then if you could say it properly you'd get like a free like two-piece deal or something i've always said i don't know if that still exists but there used to be a place called sushi sushi do you remember that place do you remember <laughs> no that? oh they, they used to have it used to be in warm ponds here there's a place called sushi sushi and i think a really cool marketing campaign would have been say sushi 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 like like five times really fast or whatever and <laughs> if you can do it then you get like a free sushi or whatever but like or well, 10 times but like on the ad just have people going sushi 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 like try, trying to say it and then yeah. like it's just <laughs> You're saying the brand over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the. I mean, can do you know what goes in a Big Mac? Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Boom! Most successful marketing campaign of all time. It really is, isn't it? It's genius. It's it's incredible. My mum used to. <laughs> say, I think she said if you could do it in like three seconds or something back in the day, they used to give you a free Big Mac if you could say it fast enough. Yeah, I think there was something like that. Yeah, that's that's genius. Anyway, all right, mum, I got a couple more questions for you. Are you willing to accept these? I am willing to accept. This okay. is my mission impossible. <laughs> Tales of the Old Testament goes for how long? <laughs> Cross it off. 800 minutes. I've got hours here. I'm not doing well. <laughs> 800 hours is way too long. You're, you're yeah. full of sugar. Well, actually, no, you haven't uh, yeah, eaten. Not yet, yet, but I will be. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't get much sleep last night. Holly was just up and about. But anyway, you got any more questions or shall I read out my last one? Um, I have one more for you if you like. All right. Actually, I've got it? two more. Mm-hmm. Um. When did Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man get married? Super Bowl 16. 16 is and correct. And I looked it up. So the actual halftime show for Super Bowl 16 was up with people, up for people, whatever they were called. Oh. And just doing a, they sang like 30 different songs. It goes for like 15, like short versions of the songs. But which is the, the big sing-along do you reckon they ended with? Oh. What's the, uh, what's the, the cliche, let's get a crowd singing along, simple lyrics, no, 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 no. Hey, Jude. Oh. <laughs> and the tie-in there kind of being the kind of being that Paul McCartney was the actual halftime show oh, for Super Bowl 39, okay. which is what this episode is about. What was the Simpsons ripoff of, of Up With People? It was like, oh, was it Hooray For Everyone? Hooray For Everyone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, my last question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ratings of the, uh, of the <laughs> I think of, the, of, the, of football, uh, are up. How much since uh, the rump-shaking antics? 62%. You are correct, sir. And my final one is, what's the rapture threat level, according to the church sign? It's orange. Orange, yes. All right. That is plenty of trivia, wasn't it? <laughs> that was a whole lot of trivia, but uh, I think we're sort of in sync today. We had uh, similar questions, but yes. crossover. Yeah. All right. So that is trivia for Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass. We'll be right back after this short break with our in-depth review. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can show your support by joining the family at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. 
Here you'll get ad-free early access to all of our shows, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as bonus podcasts such as Tales of Futurama and Guy on Springfield, where we go back and revisit classic episodes from the first 10 seasons. So go ahead and join the family today at patreon.com slash discount. The original air date of Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass was February 6th, 2005, the same day as Super Bowl 39. It was written by Tim Long, directed by Stephen Dean Moore. Uh, there was no chalk gag, but the couch gag is the family builds a totem pole by standing on each other's shoulders with Maggie on the top. The episode kicks off Mr. Davis with the family walking into Springfield Park and they're just really feeling down by how rundown the park has become. This is how I felt a couple of weeks ago when I took the kids to Baoyang Sanctuary here in Geelong. That place used to be thriving with birds and, and water life of all different kinds. Got there and now, there's maybe like six or seven ducks and like two pelicans maybe, and it's like, don't feed the birds. And it's just oh man, swampy and muddy and yeah, just... It's lost its charm. That's a damn shame. That that was a nice little area to go yeah. down to. I, yeah, the lovely Louise and I went down there uh, a couple of times when we were when we were courting. <laughs> courting. <laughs> but as you were saying earlier, they come across the crazy cat lady who talks normal. Oh, this whole place is disgusting. I agree. Hey, aren't you that crazy cat lady? Yes, I am. But thanks to this psychoactive medication, I enjoy brief moments of lucidity. Those are just Reese's Pieces. March says she's going to organise a charity carnival to get this part back into shape. But it's too late because the Junior League have already already got ahead of her and they really burn her up. We've got the charity auction hosted by Skinner. And Homer says here he's going to, he's got $100, he's going to use it wisely. Who wants this camera? $100. And he ends up losing it to Flanders. So that sets up, without you realising, sets up the story. I guess you could watch this and go, well, it's going to go somewhere. You don't just have Flanders buy a camera for nothing. I like the um, the bait and switch here. So Homer's going through the carnival and he sees, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, something I'm finally good at. And you see Porter Squat and you think, oh, it's just him using a toilet. Shakes a bit, shakes a bit, shakes a bit, comes out with a teddy bear. It's actually a, a ride of some kind. I was like, ah, you, you got me. <laughs> unless, unless, of course, it's a teddy bear made of poo. Or some child left a teddy bear behind when they're taking a shit, yes. <laughs> I like your idea better. Bart wins the uh, the grand prize on the, I don't know what this game is called. He's got to flick something into, onto the top of yeah. a duck. But then Homer steals his, uh, steals his thunder. He ends up winning as well. And we get the whole dancing like an idiot scene here. And I've just gone, this is going way too long. Exactly, yeah. It's like, what, what, why? Yeah, um, I did like the bit before that, though, where um, Bart was actually paying out his dad. and What do you call him, Fat Wad? And yeah. um, is, it, is it Largo? That's the school music teacher. Yeah. Oh, no, not Largo. But whoever says, Fat Wad, I love it. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he's, he's just basically dancing around like an idiot, just rubbing it into um to Bart because the whole point of the episode is that Homer's an obnoxious jerk and mm. he uses this talent by being of being a jerk to uh, teach players how to be jerks as well and do good taunts after sc- scoring when they're playing their games. Uh, Flanders then films him being a jerk and acting like an idiot. He makes me look cool and cool I am not. May I upload your footage onto my website? Well, Sarah, I don't believe we've ever met. My name is Jeff Albertson, but everyone calls me comic book guy. Well, I'll just call you friend. Here's your tape, friend. That used to be what it was like back in 2005. There was just websites that would just upload random shit. It was before YouTube, really. Like, YouTube was around, yeah. but it wasn't huge. But you had to upload random videos to their website just to get clicks, you know? I'm thinking of a site called Worldstar. I don't Have remember you ever that, heard of that one. one. No, no. 
I think it had a lot of hip-hop content on it, but it also would occasionally, you know, anytime someone would film a street fight on their Nokia, okay, <laughs> they'd upload it, and it'd just be this grainy-ass footage of just, you know, two unskilled people throwing down. But uh, you'd be like, whoa, check that shit out. I'm pretty sure it was called Worldstar. <laughs> there used to be a website called, I think, What Would Tyler Durden Do? Do you remember that one? Oh, actually, that does ring a bell. My friends used to go on and on about that one. I can't actually... Remember whether I actually visited that website, but yeah, what would Tyler Durden do? Seemed to be a popular one, but but uh, <laughs> sorry, as I was saying here, but yeah, so he's uploaded the um the video to his website. So we're at the school in the computer lab, which is supposed to be for research only, but no, the kids are playing games and looking up porn and things like that, which is what you do in the school computer lab. I, I used to, it took me back to school when you're in the computer lab, and it's like all these websites were blocked, but sometimes a website would get through, and you're like, oh, I'm on, I'm online. <laughs> this isn't educational, no. <laughs> Uh, the, the bullies are then on oh, the website's called Docs Gone Wild that's what comic book guys website's called they're on there and they see the um the video of Homer and then they, they go now to send it around the world and I'm like isn't it already around the world if it's mm. on the website I don't understand this maybe the internet was different back in 2005 <laughs> I think we were all still working out the logistics of how the internet worked back in the day it's like yeah. you mean I, <laughs> I can watch it I can watch stuff from all over the planet. Oh, my God. I remember when you used to buy a single of, of, a, of a music uh, s- song and it'd come with like the- um, the <laughs> Those music songs. The music, the, yeah, the, the, the music video on the computer, you put the disc in and it'd be like this little fucking like 300 by 300 glitchy little fucking- It was like, mm-hmm. I'm watching the video clip on my computer. Mom, mom, what, look what I did. <laughs> look what I did. <laughs> it's like I'm programming rage. But Homer's gone viral around the world. And Homer's now at the front of his house and the Italian tourist bus rocks up and they all mock Homer. And then Mario comes out. I actually didn't mind this Donkey Kong parody. Visually, yeah. it was funny. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I was all that mad on it, but um, whatever gets you through the night. Oh, and Homer here. Oh, the internet wasn't created for mockery. It was supposed to help researchers at different universities share data sets. It was. And I was like, yeah, it was. <laughs> then Dion Overstreet arrives. It's a great name, by the way. Yes, and he wants to buy the rights to Homer's dance for a thousand dollars. Is that was that what he says for a thousand dollars? I got him on notes a thousand dollars. He wants to buy the rights to it so he can use it after his touchdown because his touchdowns have gone stale. He gets he gets mocked all the time. So Homer does the dance again and then smashes the Moby Dick painting. I've just got here. What this is just like? What the fuck is going on here? When he smashes the um, the painting, and I didn't realize I've already gotten rid of this continuity. But I, originally, I thought Marge painted that painting. So when he broke it, I was like. Wait a minute! You just killed sixteen seasons of this fucking picture just for a, a gag of Homer putting it through his head through it. But apparently, in a previous season, they've already um, revealed that it's not an original anymore. There's just plenty okay. of them. So Marge pulls another one out of the closet to replace it. Then Homer shows his new dance to uh, to Dion. And I've got the view, sir. Then show your ass. Got it. I've written that down as well. Then show ass. Got it. <laughs> Lisa enters, which was a visual that I wasn't quite comfortable with, with Lisa just looking at Because, you know, when you've got your pants down like that, it's just, it's full ball sack just hanging down, out and about. Well, true, yeah. I mean, one would imagine that home has got a, you know, a sizable rump. So hopefully you're not getting the whole, um, the bullseye. So yeah. <laughs> Lisa points out that this is all about poor sportsmanship. You know, that's what you're teaching here. No, no, no. Well, that's, that's what I want to do because it's my pyramid for um for success. And he's going <laughs> through them all and he forgot to put crotch grabbing on there. The crotch grabbing could be the sun. sun. <laughs> <laughs> then Rod and Todd, they see the ad for Jam It In. Jam It In. 
for old people to have, to have sexual relations in Flanders. It looked like the great Wilford Brimley, the yeah. diabetes guy, was one of the, the guys who was going to enjoy a bit of jamming it in with jamming it in, <laughs> which made me laugh. Flanders is not a fan at all, decides to make his own entertainment, and he's going to make the story of Cain and Abel. Now, boys, we're going to film the world's first, and some would say best murder mystery, the story of Cain and Abel. Daddy, if Cain and Abel were Adam and Eve's only children, how did they make more babies? Did they make babies with their mother or with each other? Your mouth is hoping for a soapin' boy. Now stop asking silly questions and go kill your brother. It's, it's, I just love that aspect of religion when you, you question certain things. It's like, don't worry about that. That doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Even someone as good-hearted as Ned... You know, who you know, he walks it like he talks it. I mean, he will he'll, he'll do good deeds and all that kind of business. But yeah, if you you uh, dispute the narrative in any way, it's like, <laughs> I really enjoy that. We're now at the game, and Homer suggests taking out the leprechaun mascot, and Dan's like, I can't do that, man. It's like it's a single mother in there. I can't do this. And then little Timmy Thomas, who has Timmy Thomas disease, rocks up, and he asks for an obnoxious <laughs> touchdown. So, of course, he does so. And then we get a big montage of all just different various obnoxious touchdowns by Dion. LeBron James then calls up Homer. He needs help dancing because whenever he's, you know, they love his slam dunks, but his dancing just gets mocked all the time. So, he says, I'll try and fit you in. He's got Tom Brady on Monday at 1, Dion on Tuesday at 3. Yao, is it Yao Ming? Is that how you say his name? Yao Ming. Yao, Yao Ming. Ming. Yao Ming yeah. on Wednesday at 11. Warren Sapp, Thursday at 2, and Michelle Kwan, Friday at 1. Then he asks Lenny if he can move him to fit in LeBron James. I mean, Lenny, if it's between Lenny and LeBron James, Lenny, you're going to the side, buddy. It's LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. Carl, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Carl, you might, uh, you know, shuffle, you, you might shuffle around a bit, but Lenny, sorry, man, you're on the bench. Yeah. Flanders uh, then screens his film at the, um, at the, he without a cineplex. What, what, what? Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> And it's the passion of Cain and Abel. And it's just, it's, it, there's not much, really much to say except for the fact that it's very brutal and um, confronting. <laughs> Have you ever seen The Passion of the Christ? I, I've, I haven't rewatched it. I've only ever seen it once. And I thought, yeah, this is pretty good. I mean, speaking as a Catholic, I was like, yeah, this is godly. <laughs> um, it's, it's Old Testament. I mean, it's very bloody. <laughs> so it is what it is. But everyone really enjoys the film except for Marge. She's annoyed. She's annoyed by the fact that uh, Flannis is portraying the Bible as his vicious, bloody story. And everyone says, oh, well, I'd, I'd pay to see it again. You know, uh, uh, once, twice, uh, again and again and again and again and again, but not six times. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was it. Yeah, that was initially the response. People would, uh, they were either curious or they're like, no, this speaks to me. So they went back and saw it a bunch of times. Burns then gets the idea to uh, fund more films from Flanders so he can launder the money that he, he made from uh, using club soda as the flu vaccine. Marge is very surprised at Ned, though. She can't believe that he's willing to use violence to promote the Bible and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you left out all the good times that's in the Bible. And this is like, oh, I don't know. Mum was pretty true to the Bible. So, as you are saying, this is the response to the film, was it? It was like, I can't believe it's so violent. It's like, yeah, but have you read the Bible? Is that not what happened? <laughs> Bible's full of bloody shit. Yeah. Bart says he's, um, you know, the Bible's sexy as well. He, he learned that from the Bible for wise asses. <laughs> Homer's now got his showboating academy. And all the players are there. Did you notice here they're all holding very, the various balls from their particular sport or Michelle Kwan's wearing the skates just so in, yeah. in case you don't know who they are. Hey, this guy plays True. basketball. This guy plays football. She's an ice skater, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> but they're working on poor sportsmanship. And you ask them to throw the ball at the nearest authority figure. They throw it at Homer. Then Milhouse is apparently a big fan of Michelle Kwan. And I didn't get the, the gag, but I didn't know you could talk. Is, that, is there something there that I'm missing? I didn't know you could talk. 
I don't know. Maybe she's the least high profile of the uh, of the athletes that they've got there. Maybe uh, you know, figure skating doesn't have as a um, higher profile as uh, you know, basketball or uh, or football. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, and also, yeah, not much of a gag. You're right. No. But we're now at dinner, and Lebr- LeBron James can't help but try and steal the pass of the of the of the salad. Ends up smashing the at the light. Wait a second. I've read that you speak excellent English. Shut up, kid. I got a good thing going here. Marge looks out the window and she sees the next film from um from Flanders being filmed and Burns is there and he insists upon reality. And the Pharaoh didn't put sound in later, so he starts whipping Mole Man. <laughs> the next screening of his next film, uh, which is the the Tales of the Old Testament, but beforehand, Carl suggests to uh, to Reverend to bring a bit of razzle dazzle into your into your sermons. It doesn't go down well, does it? He's not a fan of being told what to do. No, I'd love love George's response. I can't remember that off my head, but it's like if by razzle you mean this, and by dazzle you mean that. And then Carl's like, "What a tool." <laughs> It's funny when that happens at conventions and stuff like that. Someone asks a question, and the guy's like, "Well, really, this happened." It's like, okay. I don't care. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Burns, what do you think of Burns' um, opening thing, the celluloid whimsies? I have more money than you. <laughs> but it's, yeah, so the film gets gets um, gets shown and it is incredibly violent to the point where when the guy slices himself in half, Judge Schneider, I was like, oh, this is yucky. I can see everything inside him. <laughs> I did but, love though when Jonah got swallowed by the whale, there was the blood spout. Yeah. But yeah, it's really, really violent. Again, in March, she can't take it anymore. You know, there's, there's more than blood and gore to the to the Bible. What are you doing? And what does Flanders say here? Well, perhaps you want to watch your European Wizard School or the latest <laughs> sexcapade from Ashley Judd. So Ashley Judd, I didn't know she did sexcapades. Not really, no. I mean, no. Ashley Judd was more known for the you know things like Double Jeopardy and yeah. um, you know Kiss the Girls. Like she always played like the 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 tough lady in uh, these. Thrillers that you invariably watched on a plane. Well, I don't like this movie, and I'm going to boycott your financier, Mr. Burns. Ooh, really? And what would you use instead of nuclear power? Solar. Hydroelectric. A mix of conservation and wind. Who told you about those? A talking tree at a commercial. (sighs) Well, I know when I've been licked. Sorry, Ned. This movie will never be seen again. Disembroider the crew jackets. We can still send them back. Mm-hmm. Homer is then watching Jock Center, just your typical sports center kind of show where they're just wankers. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Sports Center, which I think is this is what it's a rip-off of, uh, or what they're riffing on here, was um yeah, had that combination of like, you guys aren't dumb. But you're kind of smarmy, <laughs> and you might be, and you might be trying to be appear a little more dumb than you actually are. So I don't know. <laughs> and this is back in the day too, before the internet and streaming, and you had your phones. You can access everything from your phone, where you get your news from. You used to have to watch things like Sports Center and things like that to catch the highlights. Oh, oh uh, that, that's why the, the whole point of this episode sort of doesn't really work. I, it does work, I guess, to an extent, because people still do funny dances after stuff like that, and it goes on social media. Mm. But the whole point of back in the day in 2005 was, I want to get on Sports Center, onto the highlight reel, yeah. you know, where everyone's watching. Well, now it's just like someone does some, something crazy after a, a, a touchdown or whatever. It's just all over Facebook and all over Twitter. Online immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I did love Homer sort of saying when uh, when the host, uh, you know, talking about oh, something disgraceful in the world of sports, like, <laughs> this is either me or steroids. Yeah. And I reckon there was something too with the line, professional jerk-ass Homer. 
Yeah, <laughs> um, which we have deployed, and I'm sure other fans of The Simpsons were deploying around this time as well. Yeah, you're saying that there is they've they've employed professional jackass Homer to teach him how to taunt, just to get onto the highlight reel, and then we get a montage of them on the highlight reel. Uh, speaking of which, the worst thing to happen to sports since Fox. Then uh, Ming walks out after doing some ironing. And then the commissioner guys arrive to take Homer to their office because they want to talk to him. Hired goons. Mm -hmm. Hired goons. They arrive and they think that Homer's fabulous. You know, the ratings have gone up 62% since he's been helping the athletes and they're making millions in player fines. They can use it to bankroll a play on Jay Giles' band. But they want Homer (laughs) to now do the halftime show at the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl that's in this episode is actually the Super Bowl that was airing on the same day. Whoa, at last, my pathetic little life has a meaning. <laughs> you suckers, I would have done it for free. Fine, do it for free. Damn it. Well, I'll still do it. <laughs> suckers, I would have paid you. Fine, pay us. Damn it. Will you take a check? No. Damn it. So Homer is now getting ideas on what he can do for his halftime show for the Super Bowl. He's watching previous shows. So we had the Super Bowl one, the guy with the tuba, Super, uh, Super Bowl 16, the Pac-Man wedding. What's sad is I can't put that actually past actually being something that would have happened in the 80s, the Miss Pac-Man wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone had Pac-Man fever. There was actually a song called Pac-Man fever. No joke, really. Was Pac-Man... Oh, I, yeah. I know Pac-Man was like one of the, well, is, Pac-Man is still probably one of the greatest games of all time, right? It's just it's simplicity, it's... Anybody, anybody can play it when it comes to yeah. arcade-style games. Oh, yeah. Pac-Man's an absolute winner. Pac-Man fever. Pac-Man fever. Honest to God song. <laughs> Honest to God song. Well, I've never heard that. But uh, we get, let's get physical, <laughs> which is... Right, shout out to our one Olivia Newton-John. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, ONJ. Yeah. Marge, um, Marge says, don't worry, Homer. I know you've got no ideas, but I believe in you. And Homer's like... Oh. Do many people watch the Super Bowl? Billions, which isn't true. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but then they're at rehearsal and Homer's just standing there doing nothing. And then it just cuts to him in the car. And I was like, what? So everyone's there waiting for Homer to give him the orders. He goes, oh, oh. And then it just cuts to him in the car going, oh, man, I should have thought of something. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So it seemed like they skipped the scene there. It was much the same for the writers in the writer's room yeah. as Homer was feeling. He's like, damn, we can't come up with anything. But yeah, he arrives at the church. And he says, maybe the homeless people sleeping on the floor will have some good ideas. And he gets in there and Flanders is in there. And uh, Flanders is just, he's sad because he's got a really good idea. He's got, oh, he's got a great movie finished, but no one's willing to show. He's got nowhere to, t- to, to, to air it. And he compares himself to Michael Moore, who, does Michael Moore still do movies? I know in the early 2000s, he was like the controversial guy. He was always making the movies that pissed people off. He was indeed. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure of the last movie he made. I mean, he was quite prolific in the early 2000s. Yeah, I mean, and churning out... Uh, Pretty good docos on all manner of sort of incendiary topics, whether it was gun control or you know September 11. Yeah, he had a he had a lot going on. But uh, if he's doing much these days, I haven't heard much about it. Landers, yeah, I guess you've got some late night problems too. Yeah, I made a great film, but I'm having trouble getting it out there. <laughs> I'm like Michael Moore, except I'm skinny, my jeans are washed, and God loves me. I just wish I could find some way to spread my message. Have you tried checking the oil filter? Are you even listening to me? Sure, I'd be happy to tell you my problem. I've got a venue the whole world will be watching and nothing to fill it with. Wait a minute. You've got a medium, and I've got a message. Maybe God brought us together for a reason. Yeah, you help me, and I in turn am helped by you. 
Super Super Bowl XXX I is it I X? Is that what he says? It's the same thirty nine, whatever. But it's, <laughs> it's Super Bowl thirty nine, and the, uh, the new stadium that costs three hundred million dollars to build is going to be demolished next week. America's priorities are shot. So yeah, that's pretty much just what happens. Like it's similar to like the Olympics. It's like oh, building this so, yeah. million dollar new stadium, and then two weeks later, no one cares anymore. <laughs> and there's always this talk about, oh, it's great infrastructure, and you know we can use it for so many things. No, you can't. No, it just goes, it just gets old and rotten and falls down. No one ever uses it. What was the one in, in Sydney? ANZ Stadium was that the one they used? Oh, I'm not sure. It was called it was called Olympic Stadium at the start, wasn't it? Yeah, but so many stadiums get you know, torn down or, or refurbished for the for the most basic of reasons. Yeah. It's- yeah. It's pretty wasteful. There's a guy sitting behind Marge. He can't see, so she tells him to just poke through her hair and have a look. It's now come to half time, and it's a close game of 55 to 6. But stick around, because after the in the second half, the points count as double. They really made fun of the Super Bowl in this. I don't know why. <laughs> like it, it, felt, it, felt, it felt like this was like a Futurama take on the Super Bowl, where in the year 3000, the Super Bowl was wacky. But I'm like, if you're meant to be doing the Super Bowl, that's the Super Bowl that people have just watched. Why would you say the points are double and all this stuff? It doesn't make any sense. Honestly, I think the Super Bowl is pretty much like Superman. It's just, you know, sort of strutting there like, you know, you try to fling little insults at it, it's just like, bing, yeah, bing. It's untouchable. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, nice try, little one. <laughs> Mo is also a sponsor because he's good at hustling pool. Then we get Homer's halftime show. And I've just written here, I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a story about Noah and everything, but it just felt like a minute of airtime that just pointless. It was just pointless. Well, I imagine that's how the people in uh, the uh, stands for and, and the people watching at home, uh, Super Bowl XXX uh, IX, <laughs> were probably feeling like, what the hell is that? Because <laughs> um, the, the thing is, I thought the story was that Flanders had this awesome movie that no one would air. Then what the fuck was he doing this goody two shoe halftime? I don't understand. Did we? Did I? Did I miss something in the story? Like, did he go at some point in the episode? Maybe I should talk about the nicest parts of the Bible. Was that ever discussed? No. If you if you missed it, I missed it. I mean, Marge sort of said, "Yeah, what about the nice parts of the Bible?" And you never. You, I don't think you saw him going. Hmm. Maybe. I don't think that was the case. Because I thought he had the movie finished that he wanted to screen, but no one would screen it. And then all of a sudden, he's doing this halftime show with Homer that has nothing to do with the movie. I I, I don't know. I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> As with the crowd here, we get the news report and the viewers are outraged at the, the show of religion and decency. I love that blatant display of religion and decency. <laughs> Why wasn't I baptised? See? See? Uh, but Homer thought that uh, America was hungry for meaning, but they weren't. And Homer thinks that maybe I should have sent that alligator to space. <laughs> That's a halftime show. <laughs> Absolutely. Marge then says that she's made omelettes with the eggs that were thrown at the house and all the... Sports stars are there because they that's the whole point of the episode. And mm-hmm. LeBron James says it's the best day of his life because he's got omelets. And then Lisa points out his $90 million contract. And he says that was a good day as well. And the episode's finished. So, yeah, a pretty, um, as we were saying at the start, not a bad episode. It just feels like, hey, we've got the chance to air something after the Super Bowl. Let's tie in all these athletes. Not really much of a story here. Let's whack in the Flanders story because why not? Yeah, passionate Christ is big at the moment, so yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, maybe, maybe at the time it would have felt more relevant, timely, topical, relevant, topical. Yeah, because of the passion of the Christ. But yeah, twenty years later, it's very, um, very bland. 
It is, yeah. As I said, it feels like it was assembled from bits they had lying around the place. Yes. And, uh, and of course, yeah, the appearance of several major sports stars. Which can, several things lying around the place can sometimes result in a good omelette. So there we go. Come on, tie that in. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it on. You brought it home, man. Well done. What did we learn, Palmer? All right. What did you learn from the episode, Mr. Davis? Uh, that you can sell club, so- club soda as flu vaccine to the gullible. I learned that one day we will be paying the listeners to do this podcast. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> from this day forward, your names will be... All right, it is time for the Guy Davis New Name Championship. The current leaderboard stands at this. In first position, we have uh, Philip Hawkins on 13 points. In second position, we have a two-way tie with D.L. Gorman and Luke McKay on six points. And in third position, all on three points, we have Brian Hughes, Heath Appleby, Alistair Danik, and Kyle Muldoon. Clever Kyle, take it away. Clever Kyle, take it away. Honourable mentions to begin with before we get to the points. Mm-hmm. Honourable mentions go to a couple of dolts. Uh, the greatest dolt man. That is D.L. Gorman. Gorman, the greatest D.L. Gorman. Uh, and Doe's last dancer. A nice play on Mao's last dancer. That one comes from D.L. Gorman. <laughs> <laughs> D.L.'s on a run. Yes. <laughs> all right, let's get to the points of it let's all, shall it. we? Uno Pointo uh, goes to The Passion Project. I don't mind that. That's pretty good. Fergus Jeffs, well done. One point for you. Jeffs. Fergus. Two points Mm -hmm. for Sunday, Floody Sunday. Ooh, very good. Very good indeed. That is one Philip J. Hawkins. Got the two points this week. Wowee. You're up there, Hawk. Uh, But three points. And look, I love this one. I thought this was an absolute winner. Hence the three points. Um, Jesus Christ Super Bowl. Yeah, that is is an absolute winner for sure. And that one is from, he's done it again. It's Luke McKay. Whoa! <laughs> so the leaderboard now stands. We've got we've all got uh, one person in this position now. So DL on six points still is in third position. Luke McKay is now on nine points in second, and Philip Hawkins is on fifteen points. So Luke has managed to claw one point back, one point back from Philip Hawkins. You can do it, McKay. You can do it, my man. But uh, yes, yeah, so that is the leaderboard. If you want to be a part of the Guy Davis New Name Championship, just going to be a patron of the show for just one dollar you do per month, you get access to the Facebook group. And you can contribute to that. And if you don't win this, that's fine. But if you get your name on the leaderboard at any point throughout the season, you also go into the wildcard draw at the end of the season to win a prize as well. But for now, Mr. Davis, I think it's time we get into... Actually, before we get into the mailbag, I believe we have a, a My Two Cents story. And that's My Two Cents. All right, this one comes from our man, Andrew Palacati. And this is something that I used to do as well. So basically, he, Andrew's saying that he used to have a tech-savvy relative who, and this is kind of like you, you know how you've got your, your brother-in-law that can build shit, but you're the tech-savvy guy that can get movies for him? This is pretty Correct. much you. So Andrew <laughs> had a tech-savvy relative who routinely would have accidents with the DVDs that he would hire from the video store for him. So you'd hire a DVD from the local shop, this relative would have an accident, and all of a sudden Andrew would have his own copy of the DVD. So oh. I, I remember doing this. Do you remember like renting DVDs and just burning them? It was the it was. It's called living in the early 2000s, right? <laughs> Let's talk about living in the 90s where one would hook up two VCRs together. Oh, how and, great was it? And make, and, and make your own VHS dubs. Fantastic. But see, they used to have the um, the copyright protection. You used to have to flip that little square out. Remember that little square? S- yeah, some, some brands had copyright protection and you would 
try to make your own copy and would come out come out all sort of Colourful. garbled yeah. and yeah yeah so that was a bit of bad news but my but, my, uh, par- my parents got hooked up with a VCR that had I think it was called Macrovision or something but so basically it was a special part of the VCR could block the um, the copyright so I'd hire them from the yeah. shop and I'd be able to copy them. And because my mates and I would all love wrestling, the wrestling ones for some reason always had the copy protection. So I'd always just be burning the shit out of these VCRs, just like copying, 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 copying <laughs> for, for all my mates. So I was like the wrestling guy. But yeah, I remember when my parents got that Macrovision VCR, it was so great. And then mm-hmm. they had this, this combo where you could copy from DVD to VHS as well. Pretty slick. It was very slick, slick for two thousand and one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you for that story, Andrew Palacetti. Saving yourself some dollars by burning DVDs. Javale, Javale is here. Ooh. All right, Mister Davis. It is now time for some mailbag. This one's from Andrew Swan. This question here, and Andrew says, "We finally learned what comic book guy's real name is in this episode. If you got to name any of the unnamed side characters, what would you call them? E.g., the blue haired lawyer." And the yes guy. Oh. Blue head lawyer. What would his name be? I feel like it's got to be like an Esquire, right? Don't you reckon? Absolutely. And it's probably one of those things where it's like a first initial, then a name. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like something like G. Howes Esquire. <laughs> yes. Or, <laughs> or J. Quinton, uh, J. Quinton Smith Esquire. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, what about the, the yes guy? What would you name him? It's so much fun to call him the yes guy that I wouldn't want to give him a name. Yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's just leave it. <laughs> Fergus Jeff says, are there any situations where you are likely to showboat from winning a game of darts in a bar to beating somebody in a video game? I, so I used to, I used to be, I haven't played for a long time. I used to be very good at snooker just, or just at pool, playing billiards. And I used to just not showboat, but you know, when you get that look on your face where you're kind of saying to the person, I know I'm better than you. <laughs> this this was me also. Yeah, because I, I, I have moments when I'm not bad at pool. Uh, and yes, I, I would not do the Tom Cruise in Colour of Money deal or anything like that. But I would get a noticeably bit of, a noticeable pep in my step, shall we say. Yeah, it's, it's funny because when you know you're about to win, you hit that black ball in. That first interaction you have with a loser can decide whether it's going to be a, a good night or a bad night. Because if you piss them off, it's like, oh, they won't want to play with me again. But you got to like, you got to be smug, but not too smug. It's like, oh, yeah, good game. Good good game. Good game. <laughs> yeah, it's like, thank you for playing with me. Cheers. <laughs> you put up, a, put up a good fight. Good on you. <laughs> we'll just do one more. We'll just do one more quick one and we'll wrap up. So David Mott says, what's a good breakfast food to have for dinner? Ooh. You can have omelets for dinner. You can have omelets at any point of the day. Eggs, eggs at any time. Eggs at uh, any time. Yeah, sausages and eggs. I think. Yeah, sausage, just a fry up. A good fry up. A good British yeah. fry up. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> in in honor of in honor of Her Majesty, rest in peace. Yes, I know. Right. Holy shit! I woke up to that news and went, "Wow, that's going to change the world." <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for sending in those questions. Remember, if you want to send in a question to the mailbag, you can send them to simpsonsmailbag at gmail We do read all the emails that come through, and we'd love to hear from every single one of you. So, simpsonsmailbag at gmail all right, that has been our review of Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass. Next week, Mr. Davis, we're going to be reviewing the episode titled Prankster Rap. All right, wow, we. Mm. For some reason, I feel like this has got 50 cent in it. I'm just going to click on the wiki page and just have a look. Uh, yeah, it's got 50 cent in it. Yeah. Mm. I can't remember in- anything that happens in the episode. I just know 50 cents in it. I remember the, the promo <laughs> of 50 cent and Bart just next to each other because 50 cent was like the biggest musician in the world at this point. 
He was huge. He, he was, was massive. What that song? In, 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 the club. in the club, man. Holy Christmas! That that was groundbreaking. Yeah. So next week. <laughs> On Four Finger Discount, we are reviewing Pranks to Rap. Looking forward to that one, actually, because, like I said, can't remember anything that happens. We're actually entering the era now where I've seen less episodes than I have seen them when it comes to this season overall. So, it's interesting. I um, can't say I was very uh, impressed with this one, but hopefully next week uh, <laughs> is better. What it does make me feel, I feel like we're starting to enter the guest star era of the show, where it's like, check out who we've got this week. That is true. So join us on this journey of discovery. Four Finger Discount <laughs> listeners will be as surprised as you are. That's right. Thank you to everyone who has um, rated and re- reviewed us on Apple Podcasts these past couple of weeks. We do appreciate the support. And also to everyone who has signed up to Patreon. It is it's incredible to think how much you guys have supported us over the last couple of weeks. As I said, I've quit my job recently to focus on Four Finger Discount. So if you want more Four Finger Discount in your ears, whether it be early access, bonus podcasts and more, just go to patreon.com slash finger discount for as little as one dollar we do a month it all helps it all does help and you get, you get bonus podcasts regardless of what tier you're on one dollar gets a, the audio commentary of the Simpsons movie and everything so make sure you look out for that alright guys also don't forget to please follow us on Instagram it's at finger discount we are on as we speak 9,996 followers I want to hit that 10,000 by next 10K, week 10k 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 thousands upon thousands of you guys listening out there right now I just need four of you to follow us on Instagram at Four Finger Discount and at Four Finger Pod on Twitter that has been our review of Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass next week Pranks to Rap Mr. Davis any final words for those amazing listeners how you like me now shh